0: To a walk in my stilettos, where our goal is to help you walk in your greatness. I'm your host, McKinney Smith. We have a special guest. A woman that I had the pleasure of meeting. Um, I was actually on a visit to Philly and she came all the way from New Jersey. She's an amazing woman and I definitely love everything that she is about. Her name is Ayana Iman. She's a communications professional, certified life coach, a mama of one based in Jersey. And she's also known for her love of big hair, travel and cooking. (laughs) thank you so much for being on the podcast today how are you doing
1: I'm well thank you I think this is so cool and you're right it was very great meeting you in Philly and Philly isn't actually far from my house so it wasn't too big of a deal for me but it was a bigger deal to meet you and the wonderful ladies that
0: you were with you're so awesome we definitely appreciate you making that drive and you know I continue to watch your journey and watch you grow and I just love it and I guess the first thing I want to start with, because I mean, you know, they say that our our name and our title and what we're called um, says a lot about us. So, do you know what your name actually means?
1: Of course. So Ayana means beautiful flower in Swahili, and Iman, I think it still means face, even though it's not um, with you know without the eyes. It Nimani,
0: Yeah. I love it. I love it. You know, I had no idea that your name was Swahili. My name, Makini, is actually Swahili as well, and it means strength of character. I love that. Hello, Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. So I want to talk about your beautiful family. You know, you share moments on social media with your daughter and your partner. And I thank you for inspiring others, you know, with your journey and your beautiful pictures of your family. I love to do the same. You know, I post pictures of my children and my relationship. So my first or my second question, I guess, is how did how did you two meet um, you and your partner?
1: Oh, wow. So it started off on Twitter years before we actually got together. Um, back then, I think he maybe I was a recent college grad, uh, so it had to be maybe 2012, maybe before 2011. I don't mm-hmm. want to get too caught up the dates, but I will <laughs> yeah. say it was, it was earlier. Um, and so he dm me, like, you know, hey, why don't I know you? You live in the same area. And my response was like, I don't want you to know me. <laughs> like, God, <laughs> I have a boyfriend.
0: Leave me alone. <laughs> wait, and, wait, wait. Hold on. Did you <laughs> say you, you guys met on Twitter?
1: Well, we met on sort of because we were following each other.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, Bola is an artist through and through. So back then he was designing clothes and I was a fan of his and I was like, he's so cool. But then when I realized, you know, he was trying to get to know me, I was like, uh, excuse me, I have a whole boyfriend. Figure over there. <laughs> and so I set that down and, um, you know, years later when photography was his medium, he um, a part of a hair series and I was like yeah sure but then I realized that I knew his mom my mom my mom and his mom actually worked together and you know I knew a little bit more about him and I was like yeah let's do it so you know being at this shoot um we just became friends and it, and it took a lot of time because at the time I was actually pregnant with um my daughter and, mm-hmm. uh, um, so I was still in another relationship and he was in a relationship. But we were just friends. He was very cool and very kind. And then, uh, um, you know, another year or so had passed. And when we were both at a crossroads in our relationships and getting out of them, um, we, our friendship developed more. And that was my homie. And later on, it became, you know, my lover and, and he became my partner. Um, but yeah, it was not a linear
0: experience.
1: You know, it wasn't like here's <laughs> a date and there's this. It 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 happened gradually over years.
0: I think it's it's beautiful because some people have this you know idea that you know you're gonna meet somebody and instantly you know you're gonna fall in love and and that's how things happen. And in this new day and age, I mean, I love social media. A lot of my connections with friends, business partners, what have you, have all stemmed from. Uh, making connections on social media and my connection with my my current partner we actually met through Facebook so I think that's beautiful so you're saying you're saying that when you two um, met you know you're like I didn't want you to know me and it was gradual so I guess at what point did you know that he was like for you well
1: you know what it was we we were friends so it wasn't like this this uh, connection that was based off romance first, or lust, I'll say that it wasn't based off um, lust. It was based off of intimacy mm-hmm. that stemmed from friendship. Um, I got out. I mean, at the time, I think I was, I was twenty three, twenty four, and now twenty seven. I was twenty three. And I, you know, I just had a baby a year ago. I was getting out of a really bad relationship, but I knew I still wanted love. Like, I wasn't looking to jump back in a relationship, but I had not heartened my heart to love. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, through this friendship, you know, I developed feelings. It was like, oh, I really like you. And then the care that he took with my child. That yeah. was really important to me. Like you have to let both of us we a package still. Yes. And yeah, I was. I didn't want the ego-driven man anymore. I think before I was just attracted to that, and then I realized, you know what? That doesn't work for me. I need someone who's calm, who listens, who's adventurous, and who wants to be better than who they are today.
0: And he has those qualities. That's beautiful. So you said you know he had to understand that you had a child and you came as a package so how did you know that he was someone that you could trust to bring around your daughter well he was her he had photographed my family before so he had been he had been around just a few times just based
1: off of shooting mm-hmm. so he shot like her birthday her first birthday pictures so he's been in our lives like as a photographer for a while and awesome. so he had been around her in ways that it wasn't you know this is my boo like this is our photographer so he had to naturally get to know her um and then on top of that i asked questions like you know the powers and the time like i have boundaries i have needs and i have desires can you do x y and z i don't want to waste your time i truly don't want you to waste my time and um he was open and honest and i think what also helped us was that i have sole custody and mm-hmm. so I created boundaries between my my ex and I, so that I could move forward and date, and that we would never have any issues because you were over there and I'm and I'm over here. Right. And so I think that also helped him feel like he could get in the relationship with me because boundaries were laid and everything was clear.
0: I think that's a, a great point that you had boundaries. I think I've, I've seen a lot of women get into relationships and they don't have boundaries for themselves and they don't set boundaries for the relationship with their kids and their partner. And then when things don't work out and, you know, unexpected things happen, they're, they're so confused. But if you don't know what you want going in, then you're not going to get it. You need to be transparent and open about what it is that you want, what it is that you're looking for. You know, people are not mind readers. That's so true. So you said you had your daughter. um, Okay, so how old is your daughter? She's five. Okay. So being that she's just five, you know, when you look at your daughter, do you see yourself?
1: I do. She is very spunky. She speaks (laughs) shade fluently. And I don't know where she gets it from. (laughs) No, she is, you know, so when we talk about names, like her name, Traditionally, it's pronounced I-O in Yoruba, but I pronounce it A-O because, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm an A. And um, (laughs) it means joy. And so for me, when I had her, I needed joy in my life. And so Mm -hmm. she's a constant reminder of joy. And on top of that, I think she just embodies that. Like her middle name is Lola. It's the Latin that means strong woman I mean mm-hmm. it means different things in many different languages, but I chose it for that particular description, and I wanted her to be a joyous strong woman. I didn't want her to be bitter, I didn't want her to not under you know to not feel like she won't have difficulties in life. I want her to welcome them
2: mm-hmm. and get
1: through them and be joyous and have gratitude because that is the key to success in life and and just living your fullest life in all the abundance.
0: Yes, yes. Okay. So how has gratitude and and affirmations changed your life?
1: Oh, uh, it profoundly changed my life. And it still does to this day. I mean, I found affirmations when I was pregnant with her. Um, I think my first three months, I was very sick. I was bedridden. I had um, I had anxiety. I had extreme nausea to the point I had to take pills. And I could not stand for long periods of time because I was very busy. Mm
2: -hmm. And it
1: just wasn't fun. (laughs) And on top of that, um, you know, we had lost our home. And so here I am, essentially homeless, um, staying in very uncomfortable situations um, and really just feeling like what just happened. Like I felt like I fell from grace. At the beginning of the year, just a few months before, I was a, a college graduate. I had landed my first job. You know, life was lit. I was young and doing it, and now it's like, hold on, I'm pregnant. I don't really like the, you know, I don't think this person I'm having this child with is is right for me. I'm, you know, homeless. I I feel out of sorts. Like I'm the child that does everything right. Mm-hmm. What is going on? And so um, I think around, I can't. I don't want to say which month. I'll say like maybe maybe fourth or fifth month of pregnancy once you know I was out of the first trimester I started to read and I started to read like the alchemist and it talked about personal legends and I was like I want a personal legend like Mm -hmm. I want to have a fulfilling life like that Mm
2: -hmm. and on
1: top of that I read a book about gratitude and I think those two books combined um, just renewed my spirit but then also aligned me with um, affirmations and how to cultivate them and the first affirmation i wrote was i am love Mm -hmm. and i needed that because i didn't have self-love i didn't know what that was (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and then eventually after i gave birth to her others came about Um, one was i'm i'm going to go to paris which i did with her um, back in 2015. awesome and thank you and that was actually my affirmation when, when i first gave birth when they later on me to to nurse and to have that that mommy time, I whispered her in her ear, "We're gonna go to Paris." Like I didn't have a time. So I'm like, I don't know how health insurance. I was like, I don't know how we're going, but I just knew in my heart that it would happen, and I would be able to share that story with her and for for other people. Um, and so yeah, so other affirmations range from I have a two bedroom apartment that's fully furnished with a great view, and that's exactly what I have now. I talked about. I want a, I remember quoting red car. I wasn't attached to the color red. I just needed to see and visualize this color. Yes. I ended up having a silver car, but that's all good because it said that A.O. loves when I drive fast. So does say she loves when I drive fast. <laughs> like, music. And so, you know, a lot of <laughs> those affirmations um were definitely more, you know, about the intangible intangible thing. But even now I find myself you know, every year having to write new affirmations and looking, I still have them. I sign and date them because it's a self-contract.
2: Right, and
1: right. when I, and then it, it, you know, lets me know like, if I didn't accomplish something, why didn't I do it? Like there's one that's like, you have lost 50 pounds. And I'm like, I haven't gotten there yet. Like maybe a little bit, but I'm not there yet. And then I realize, okay, that's my own doing. I need to align myself by trimming the fat to actually make that goal happen.
0: Yes. So, I mean, you know, we're we're both um, coaches, and I think that it, it's beautiful to see so many people in this space right now. Not only developing ourselves, but helping other people tap into their potential and you know be their greatest selves. I strongly, strongly also believe in in affirmations uh, to the point where you know I, I wrote an affirmations book, and my app sends out an affirmation every morning. But I mean, is there anything that you feel people are are not understanding about? the power of affirmations?
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know the scripture, so please don't quote me. But there is something in the Bible. Um, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, you know, write your vision and make it plain. Yes,
0: yes. And
1: so you have to do that. You have to write your vision. And there's something powerful. And there are studies done on this that we remember things intrinsically by writing it down. Yes. And so for me, when I heard that, well, let me write everything down. I need money in my bank account. I need love, I need everything. <laughs> and I mean, it was, some of the things are fun, but it was more so like, I need to write this down. But then on top of that, you have to follow it with action. Yes. And so I think the affirmation is the, it's the act of writing it down, but it's also allowing you to understand your vision and make it plain. Yes. And then what? What the scripture? You know, the scripture obviously is. You know, God will see you through, but you also have to see yourself through. Yes, um, because God rewards those that reward themselves. You have to take accountability and take action.
0: Yes, yes, girl, you preaching. <laughs> <laughs> I had um, a client of mine that I was speaking to yesterday, and you know, we're we're working on getting her 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 book. You know, together. And she was just talking about the ideas that have started to flow and that are, are coming to her. And I said to her, I mean, writing causes thinking, thinking causes feeling, feelings cause you to act, and actions cause results. So I think a major thing with affirmation people have to understand is when you're affirming something, you have to see it so strong. You have to like feel it. You have to attach a feeling to it in order for it to manifest. You know, you were talking about going to Paris with your daughter and, you know, not having the funds and all that stuff, but I'm sure that you actually believed everything that you were saying. You saw the vision of you guys in Paris in order for that to manifest. Correct? Yes. Awesome. Awesome. So I mean, at this point, I mean, your daughter's only five, but what advice would you give to her um, when she becomes a teen on mm. on it? Mm, yes.
1: Move forward and go confidently and you'll go far. And Love it. so it's, it's like, you no know, matter what is, is, is eating you, and, and for me, that's the stressors of life, you got to move forward. I mean, mm. you know, I think she can attest to this even at five. Well, maybe not. <laughs> she can <get> live <laughs> an amazing life, which she does. She's, um, very fortunate. But it's it's more so like, you know, uh, since having her, before I had her, and even now to this day, I mean, struggling with um, stable jobs, getting paid my worth, having to command mm-hmm. my worth and salaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um struggles um microaggressions just in the world, and how do i how do I move through that losing losing friends, losing family members and i mean i 'm not just talking about through death i 'm talking about they're just not in my life anymore and having to accept that mm-hmm. it's it's rough, but if anything, I still get up in the morning, I still put on my clothes, do my makeup, get my hair done because that is my my personal standard. And mm-hmm. I move forward, yeah, I don't always have a plan. I just know if I start, the plan will come, but if I go confidently, um you know I'll go further, Because yes. I'm, I'm confident that things will change and shift because I am aligning myself with that goal, and if she knows that anything
0: and everything is possible, I think that's beautiful i um you know, I have two daughters, and this morning i had one of them uh, who was an entrepreneur, you know, she's dealing with some some struggles in her business, and she got a little emotional. And I, I can understand, you know, I'm an emotional person sometimes as well. But when it comes to business, and you're an entrepreneur, your business doesn't care about your feelings. So yeah. I said to her, you know, you can take your few minutes. You're human, cry, be frustrated, let it out. But you need to move forward. Like, let's start looking at a solution. What action steps are you going to take next i think for her it might be a bit of a challenge having a mom who is um you know a a mindset coach because i i'm always in solution mode you know i I, i'll take the two seconds to comfort you but you need to move forward you know let's it's time now to wipe those tears off your face and let's write down the the next six things we're going to do today to get you towards your goals let's come out of your feelings and let's get stuff done got to keep it moving yeah, so true. So I guess for you, what are three things that you'd like to instill in your daughter based on your past life experiences?
1: Mm, curiosity mm. is a is a big one for me. I need her to stay stay curious. Uh do, 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 what are the other two things? I think empathy Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's, it's an underrated, um, soft skill. And I think that, you know, I need her to have a high EQ, which is emotional intelligence.
2: Yes. I need
1: her to understand her emotions and understand other people's emotions because I don't really help her with conversation. And, um, there are even studies about how, if you have an IEQ, um, you're naturally a leader and and those are the people that help. Um, to help run the world efficiently. <laughs> yes. Uh, for sure. And um, uh, three, huh, curiosity and uh, empathy in regards to high EQ. And what else does she need? Um Financial wellness, like I wanted to have a healthy relationship with money
2: mm-hmm. and
1: um, something that I am still cultivating and, and I hope that whatever I learn, I pass on to her. Um, and yeah, a healthy relationship with money. I want her to get her coins. <laughs> <Like have laughs> your coins.
0: I think that's awesome. So you said, um, sorry, you said uh, curiosity, uh, curiosity, empathy. Yep. and And financial wellness of financial wellness. So curiosity, I think that's uh, a number one thing that adults, um, they, they start to forget, you know, when you're young, you know, you're living in a fantasy world and then people start to tell you, you know, be realistic. But in order to, to do great things, you need to be able to be curious and have an imagination and to take that fantasy into a theory of knowing that something is possible in order for it to become a reality. So I think that's amazing. Um, and the um, emotional intelligence, the empathy part, I was watching, um, I believe it was like another interview by Gary Vee. Do you know who Gary Vee is? Gary Van I do, of course. Okay. Yes. Gary well, <laughs> I love him. I love him. And in his interview, he was talking about, um, you know, he, he believes he has a very high Uh, emotional intelligence and that that's what's made him so successful and that you know a lot of people are driven by many different things but for him it's it's about being a good person knowing that he can sleep at night um you know he he treats his employees well he creates an amazing community of people that love each other because that energy is transferable um and and the um financial wellness part i think that's For me, as a a woman who, you know, has been a single mom for a long time, I think that's a big thing. Because I think in, I'm I'm going to say, I don't know, you know, necessarily in the US, but I know in the Black community for women here in Toronto, um, a lot of Black women don't talk about their finances. And I think that if they were more open to talking about it, then they'd have a better chance of finding solutions for it you know, not being, being ashamed of our situation and being open enough that we can discuss it so that we can create financial independence for ourselves. If I, if, I wasn't, if I wasn't smart with money when I became a single mom, I would not have made it to where I am now, you know, 10 years being a full-time entrepreneur. So I think it's important for women, whether you're with a partner or without, to be financially independent. That's so, true. You know. Those are some amazing qualities that you want to instill in your daughter. That's awesome. Thank you. So you have a book called All That Matters, a book about families that came out in 2016, correct? Yes. Okay. And what was the inspiration behind that book?
1: Uh, The inspiration um, came from... Me crying, actually. (laughs) It was a very emotional time. Um, She was not even a year old. She was probably, I'd say, like six to eight months old. She's still very tiny. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, I had actually gotten into a car accident. And she was in the car. My mother was in the car. And my car was totaled. And I remember calling her father and saying, we got into a car accident, and his response was, Why were you driving while it was raining? And what? I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, Okay, I'm kind of tired today. But, <laughs> so, you know, I did, I hung up, and I went home, and I was a wreck for a few days. And I don't think anybody really knew the inner turmoil I had. Mm-hmm. One, it was like my child was in the car. Two, it was my car is gone, and it's totaled, and there is no money coming out of it because it was a. A brand new car so i hadn't
0: paid oh. it, so
1: it was gone it was, right. it was done it was totaled and got a total loss i didn't have to pay out anything but where was my car mm-hmm. and then on top of that um i had major anxiety um for the first like few weeks just driving in the car having to, to drive with me i was just very anxious and i remember that week when it happened um me holding her because she was crying and i was crying and she didn't realize, like, I, clearly she wasn't paying attention to me. But I was just very emotional because I knew I was in a really bad place emotionally, financially, in a, in a really bad relationship. And I I just needed change. So I remember while she was crying, I was, like, soothing her by trying to sing. And I started singing the Willy Wonka song really badly. But it's, like, um, come with me and you'll see in the world of pure imagination. And I was, like, Singing it, trying to calm her down, didn't know mm-hmm. the words, <laughs> and I was humming it, and um, then I started saying, like, same words, and the words were, like, mommy, where's daddy? And I'm like, I don't know, baby, but I love you, mm-hmm. and that was, like, for a fact. I did not know where he was, <laughs> and wow. she didn't ask, but in my mind, she did, and I right. was like, I, I have no clue, and to this day, I, I truly don't have a clue, but I love you. And and that's all that matters. And I wanted her to know that. I needed um, other mothers to know that, and other fathers, and other grandparents, anybody who's a parent, single parents, um, same sex parents. Like, you know, if if a child who's adopted says, you know, why don't I look like you? And it was like, you know what? Some people are fortunate to have a mother, a father, or 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 two of the same. But all that matters is that we love you, mm-hmm. and um, it really just telling my child like we might have this nuclear family but you're you're here you were born in love I love you um fortunately Bola has has stepped in as her father Mm -hmm. and we we do it all together and we um just
0: build our tribe together that is beautiful that is so beautiful I love it I love it I love it (laughs) (laughs) so when you were writing this because I know um, for myself personally, when I wrote my first book, I dealt with a lot of—I'm um, going to say—emotional challenges because I had to relive past experiences in order to to get it out. So, when you were writing, did you experience any challenges um, that you'd like to share with anyone that's in the process of writing or that may be thinking of writing? Any emotional
1: challenges? Not necessarily with this book. I think
0: not—not not just emotional. I mean, any oh, challenges? other at all? challenges. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. The challenges of. <laughs> What do
1: I do and where do I go to get this done? Uh, That's the first challenge. Um, Amazon, okay, great. You need me to format it in what way? Mm -hmm. Where do I get this information from? I think, you know, for some people it might be simple. For me, it was like, I don't even know how to do this. Um, Mm -hmm. Eventually, I went with Blurb and then I went back to Amazon to print. And then next, it was how do I sell this book? Mm so I'm in the business of selling events and bringing people out and it's always been really easy or as a speaker I'm brought out to speak so I understand sell, but I did not know that selling a book was a different beast Mm -hmm. and I did not have that knowledge and so realistically my book didn't sell the way I wanted to at all Mm -hmm. and I learned a few things I learned one know your audience yes I have mothers that follow me, but I really have a lot of young millennials who are, you know, in their professional careers. So my demographic is definitely like 25 to 35 is my sweet spot. Do I pull in younger and older? Of course. But these are the people that I need to serve. And these women are going to transition from careers and not feeling like they're where they want to be in life, Um, marriage, having children. Um, You know, leaving broken relationships after years, like that's where we're at, building ourselves up in careers. And so I know in my next book, because I'd love to write another one, it's going Mm -hmm. to be tangible tips um, for my tribe that I know that they can digest easily. Um, And also, of course, I'll write more um, children's books. However, I need to build that muscle on my social platforms and in my speaking to really showcase and inflect my muscles as a mother and what I've learned and and build that tribe. We belong to multiple tribes. Mm -hmm. I just created a book that didn't
0: represent the one I had. Mm. Okay. Okay. That's big. That's big. Thank you for sharing that. So, I mean, you're you're definitely still a writer because right now you write for Exo um, Nicole. You have an advice column, right? I do. So it's called Ask Ayana? Ask Ayana Iman. All right. So how did that come about? Oh, a
1: number of ways. So Ask Ayana Iman, I've been doing it for want to say two years now, but I don't, I can't remember time writing <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember um, but when I say doing it, I was not writing it. I was not writing for x on a call that's very recent, only about two months old now, but in the last year or so I um, did live coaching sessions and it was group coaching and basically it was on ig live you could ch- tune in and i would give you advice based on your question mm. and um it was it was really cool and then for people that wanted it anonymous they had the option of uh, emailing it to me right. and then i would still give the answer but um you would have an anonymity uh and that word, I cannot. Get that an- word.
0: An- anonymity. Yes, it's like one of those words that you yeah.
1: like you know it, but as you say it, it's like. Ah. Yeah. So yeah. So um, I was giving, you know, I was giving advice, and on top of that, I'm a professional speaker, so um, answering questions and being a professional panelist. <laughs> <laughs> um, answering questions is very natural to me, and um, X on Nicole is a platform. I mean, when Nicole changed the platform from Nicole Bitchy to Exo Nicole, I was so excited for her. Mm-hmm. Um, one because I I you know, I love the content from before, but I think as I grew, like my Twitter is probably Roger where I would talk about everything. Right. But then, but that was back in the day. And then as I got older, especially as motherhood came to play, I needed things that filled my cup from career to finances to wellness. And I think that Xo Nicole solidified that for me and it mm. gave me proud to see a black woman create a space for women of color to share and learn things that are taboo. Yes. And so um, I had been fortunate to be featured I think twice this year and um, I pitched them and they loved the idea and I was able to move forward with a column. And it's exciting. It's something that I'm still building, still, you know, trying to create a pipeline to get more questions in and to help more people. But mm-hmm. I know it's valuable um, because Auntie Oprah is amazing and I would be just like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but then also Wendy Williams. Like, I love lots of different kinds of people and characters. And Wendy Williams has ex on Nicole. And I'm like, I mean, ex not X on Nicole before, has asked Wendy, asked Wendy. And I'm like, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. and um on other platforms uh like insider they have like you know ask the specialists yes. and i'm like i am branding myself to be um one of the you know premier wellness people mm-hmm. and i'm i'm doing it in 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 steps i'm learning and i'm sharing and that's all i can do at this moment but right now i'm happy and excited for the platform and i hope it continues to grow and adds to their vision as well. Mm-hmm. And so uh, yeah, I'm grateful.
0: I love it. I'm looking forward to reading more of your um, Ask Ayana Iman on Exo Nicole. I actually um, was featured this month in Exo on Nicole on an article called We Ask Four Mogul Moms um, Can Women Really Have It All? And Here's What They Had to Say. It was myself and three other. Um, powerful online moms. I have been a follower of Exo Nicole for a minute. So when I came across that you had uh, a column in there, I was so excited for you. I was like, yes, girl, yes. yes." (laughs) (laughs) So you also um, do regular events called Authentic Combos, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I believe that started a while ago because I remember seeing, I think it was the first time you did it. It was over a year ago, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, since since twenty fifteen. Right, right, right. Okay, so um, tell us more about Authentic Convo's.
1: Sure. So Authentic Convo's is a platform for purposeful conversation, and in short, it's a panel discussion series. And I I just celebrate. I just had my tenth conversation mm. um, on September fifteenth, so it wasn't too long ago. And that for me was amazing because I've had these conversations while I was in grad school full time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. while I was a full time, you know, uh, work employee. Uh, so I was a full time employee, full time grad student, and full time mom, and then hosting these events. And so it just kind of speaks to me just being a multitasker and liking to be busy, but not just being busy for the sake of busy, but busy, you know. Um, it, living and being purposeful yes and um every conversation is a new topic new thought leaders so i've had conversations that range from health and wellness the last one was the last one was um tech diversity mm-hmm. i am a, i am a huge advocate for stem especially now that i've gone through school and in higher education and learning the technical skills that I need to be not only successful but to build wealth. Yes. And really wanted my daughter to be open to learning, um, you know, everything, including STEM, so that she can apply it to any business. And that's something that I think we missed out on. And uh, that conversation was dynamic. And I've had conversations about purpose versus popularity, and it's just been really cool because it every everything comes from my own brain in terms of mm-hmm. the conversation, the questions, people, and also marketing to get people in the door and building partnerships. And I think, you know, moving forward, my goal is to create a conference. My goal is to partner with other organizations and also other um, businesses to help me fund this goal. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, really to provide an experience for people, especially in New Jersey, um, to really just to have access to information and to networks that that cultivate um,
0: everything from beauty to inspiration and empowerment. I I'm, I'm I'm getting goosebumps as you as you talk about all of that because I think it's important for women to hear, you know, you already wear all of these hats, you know, full-time mom, you were a full-time student, you're a full-time entrepreneur, full-time, you know, everything already, but you still have these amazing, huge goals to continue to inspire and to continue to serve. And, you know, I, I hear stories from a lot of my clients when they first start out that are moms and they say, well, I can't do it because. So they use having a child or children as an excuse as to why they can't and, you know, it's our job to show them not just through what we're coaching them through, but to also be a living example that we have children and we are do, and this is why we can and why we should be doing more. So I think it's beautiful, like just listening to you list all of the things that your goals are um, for the future. I love it. I love it. You are Thank amazing. You. I love it. <laughs> <You're awesome. laughs> so... um I am a huge, huge fan of stilettos. And I mean, not everyone can walk in them. But to to me, they, they symbolize a lot more than, you know, just a pretty shoe. So before I get into um, the deeper meaning, I'd like to ask you, what is your favorite type of shoe? You know, I can give you a list if you'd like, or if you have off the top of your head. But you know, um, mm.
1: is it a high
0: heel boot? Is it a running shoe? Is it a clog? Is it you a know what? Flop? It
1: is. It's definitely a stiletto, but it has to have a platform.
0: Like, mm. I need
1: a thicker sole. <laughs> okay. Um, I. But I think if 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 I apply that to life, um, stability is 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 very important to me, and having mm. a foundation. And I think that that heel is solid.
0: Awesome, awesome. See, when I when I think about stilettos. I don't think about, you know, just the shoe. I think about walking when in elevated steps. I think about, you know, you have to walk in 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 purpose, on purpose. Like when you have stilettos on, you know, I don't know if you've seen those memes or those videos with young girls or even women trying to walk in stilettos and they look like um, you know, the the baby raptor when they <laughs> come out, they can't, you know, be sturdy. So you have to stand firm. You know, there's there's so many different symbolisms to me that stilettos have that you know some people may not necessarily get but for women like yourself you know what it's um there's a a a blog that i read online where they did some history on what it means um based on what type of shoe that you are into and Mm -hmm. represents a girl boss you know, you're um, competitive and maybe intimidating to some people, but you are a girl boss. There is no doubt about it. I love it.
1: You know <laughs> what? I, I'm actually 5'7", and I think I'm average height. I mean, what is average height? 5'5", five, five, I think. I think so. Uh, so I'm above average, but, I, you know, I have friends that are 5'10", you know? So mm-hmm, I'm like, very mm-hmm. tall. I'm not tall, but people think I'm very tall. And I just say, all my friends are short. Like all my friends are fuck free. <laughs> yeah,
2: and that's it's their fault, not me. mine. <laughs> yeah,
1: tell them we cannot take photos together. Get away. Um, but I, I say that to say that I I own every part of me. When I'm in heels, I have heels that make me like 6'3". Mm-hmm. And I own it. I mean, my hair is big. I have curves. I own it. I love a good dress. I love a good heel. And I just love the confidence of walking into the room and having all eyes on me, not because all my body parts are out, not because I'm the best dressed person in the room, although I love a good dress, (laughs) Um, but because I exude
0: confidence and sexiness and
1: I didn't have that my entire life. And so right now I'm living my best life and, and don't hate.
0: I love it. I love it, and you—you you definitely do. I mean, from the moment that I met you, you walked in with full confidence, with the big hair, yes, girl, and <laughs> and you—you you exude that on your social media as well. Like, I love the confidence in your photos. You can see it in your face, in your eyes, in your hair, in your in your posture. I love it. I just love it. Yay. So, I like to end the show with a little segment called the Walk in Her Stilettos, where you share inspiration from your journey. So I may ask you one or two questions um, just for the sake of time. So the first one I'm going to pick is uh, what failure has taught you the most about your life?
1: Mm. Failure has taught me a lot. Let me think (laughs) of something. I think it taught me self-awareness. Like, the, that failure is, um, can be a positive thing, or at least you can make it into a positive thing, um, by truly dissecting what it was, why, it, why, why it hurt me, why did I feel so attached to it, why do I think it didn't happen, even like just with the book, you know, mm-hmm. why didn't I become a New York Times bestseller? And, um, you know, it, it wasn't because it wasn't, it wasn't a good book, it was more so, the the failure to do research, the failure to really understand that, you know, you might make a book and maybe it's not your time to be on that best selling list. Um, but then also that I, I learned so much from it and that when you learn and you and you truly take on the lessons and mm-hmm. you apply it to your life, you can have much success. And so um I think I do that with everything in life. And then also just giving myself credit and, and, and also understanding, like, I, I was very ignorant to things. I didn't know everything. I still don't mm-hmm. know
2: everything. Mm-hmm. And
1: I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. Uh, but Maya Angelou, she once said, when you know better, you do better.
0: That's right. And I think that's, that's right.
1: what failure is for me. I know better. I do better.
0: I love it. I love it. I absolutely agree. Uh, my next question is, what new belief, behavior, or habit has improved your life in the last five years? Mm, new beliefs
1: you know what I think protecting my energy is is a habit I think just a year or two ago I was on the scene like everywhere and I spread my energy very thin and I felt like I wasn't building quality relationships mostly in part to the fact that I was working the room Um, but I think it came out for me um, which was know your audience, um, know what your needs are, ask for your worth. So okay. if you're getting paid for something that doesn't sit well with you, mm-hmm. ask for what, ask for your worth. And yep. if they can't do it, be okay to say no. Yep. Um, and then also like let, letting people go. Like sometimes people are there for a season, and I think someone said, and I can't recall her name at the moment, um, but she was just saying, is it, all all skin folk and kin folk. And yeah. so just because we black and we're you know, we're black or we're women or whatever else connects our bond to us doesn't mean that we're going to be the best of friends. It does yeah. mean that I, I should respect respect people and I hope that they respect me. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that everyone you befriend is going to be the person that needs to be in your life. And it's not a bad thing at all. You can wish people well and understand
0: that we're just not supposed to be within the same tribe. And that is okay. I love that. I definitely believe that we meet people for a reason, a season or a lifetime. I mean, I've had people that I've met, you know, beautiful, beautiful people, but you know, after that one interaction, we never connected again, but that connection with them connected me to somebody else that became, you know, one of my closest, you know, business partners. So You know, Mm -hmm. not everyone is meant to stick around for sure. Definitely love it. I love it. Ayana, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate you. I think you are an amazing mom. I think you are setting a beautiful example to all women that you can be more you can do more and you can have more so until next time download the a walk in my stiletto app or subscribe to our newsletter at walkinmystilettos.com. continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling